we've been talking about the emergency housing motels in Rotorua. 12 are applying for resource consent to continue as emergency housing providers. At the moment, the motels operating under ministry contracts are unlawful as the district plan only consents them to having short-term visitors. If all 12 motels in Rotorua get consent granted, they'll be approved to have 1,008 occupants in 301 units. Lobby Group Restore Rotorua Chairman Trevor Newbrook says the number of submissions was massive and it tells him that the people of Rotorua have had enough. Trevor Newbrook joins me now. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Kerry. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, it takes quite a lot for people to actually get off their chuffs and do something. Clearly, the people of Rotorua have had enough. Uh, the people of Rotorua have definitely had enough. Um, I think what we get, Kerry, is we get um, our local mayor talking about the vulnerable people. Uh, what's happened now is the public of Rotorua have been made vulnerable by the actions of this government and this council. So, um People have definitely had enough. We're, we're going to stand up. We're not going to take it anymore. Um, I just, can I just make a mention? Um, your last caller, I think his name might have been Don. Yeah. Um, he talked about moving people out of these motels into houses. So Clangor are building houses in Rotorua, but there is no guarantee that those houses will go to people from Rotorua or from emergency housing. The yeah. government's policy is the neediest people will get the houses. So it could be for someone from Invercargill. So it's a real concern um, the way the government's actually dealing with it. They're not, they don't seem to have any sort of a plan at all. Um, I've heard Minister Cipollone saying it's complex, and I've heard Minister Woods saying it's the National Party's fault. No one cares whose fault it is anymore. No. After five years in office, they campaigned on it in 2017 yep. on the homeless issue, yep. and they've done nothing except sick people in motels. And, um, and and have put the problem back onto communities. That's right. That's why I'm talking about us being vulnerable because yeah. no one seems to be concerned about the people, um, especially the people that are living close to this. So you talked of the 12 motels, but we have another 40 motels, excluding those 12 that have um, homeless people in Rotorua living in them. So, you know, there's over 50 motels that are being used for emergency housing. So it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I suppose the other thing too is that when we first heard that motels were being used for emergency housing, it was during a time of of absolute crisis when nobody knew what was going to happen next with the pandemic. You know, extraordinary things were happening. You could not travel to be with dying family members. You couldn't come back to your own country. You know, there were all sorts of extraordinary measures being taken. So putting the homeless into motels for a moment made sense, I guess. In, yeah. a, in a mad and crazy world, it made some sort of sense. But now it's it's almost like it's acceptable, like we've accepted that this is the way it's going to be. And they're talking about five years of consents. It's no, no, this is not good enough. At least five years, Kerry. Yeah. You've got to realise that um, if they don't have a plan... How are they going to solve it in five years? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, 1.2 billion since 2017. I mean, that's a lot of money and that could be used um, to, to do a lot of things rather than having people illegally living in motels. Um, I just, I really don't have the answer, but, but the government needs to find an answer. They've actually created the situation. I don't believe we had all these people, thousands of people with motels in Rotorua now, mm. um, that we had these people, number of people living in cars and tents. I mean, that's just a, an emotive argument that um, 
the government and the local council are using um, to try and talk down anyone who doesn't want to put up with this any longer. It is just it's BS to say that it's um, you know attacking the vulnerable because that is just nonsense, absolute yeah, it, nonsense. It's, it's not, and yeah, you and yeah. you're right. I mean, the government. I mean, well, they didn't get into power. That was because of Winston Peters. But they campaigned <laughs> on homelessness. They campaigned on National's appalling record for dealing with the most vulnerable. They campaigned on child poverty. They campaigned on making houses available to those who needed them. And they have stuffed up on every single level. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, we, we have to find a solution, but um, you're quite right. Are motels the suitable place for these no. people to be living? No. According to, to the government cabinet paper, which is just around Rotorua and using as this trial for um, emergency housing, uh, it says that over 50% of the people in emergency housing in Rotorua um, either have mental health issues, um, social issues, mm. uh, drug addicts, alcoholics. You know, so these are people with serious issues, and these people need help, and they're just simply not getting it. You know, no. um, the, the government talks about wraparound services. What, what does that mean, Kerry? Why don't they spell out what wraparound services means? And they talk about suitably qualified social workers. Well, what does that mean? What are suitably qualified? Why is nothing spelled out? It's all this sort of political talk, I guess you'd call it. It you know, is. It's all gushy and talky, and, um, but it's no action. The bureau speak, which is just endemic amongst like the bureaus. That. Yeah, yeah. It, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I know, and people say, well, what's your answer? Well, I agree with, with Christopher Luxon. He said he would basically outsource social housing to the people who actually do it and do it well. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got many, many housing trusts with people who actually care and know their business. And like, I heard the, the chat from Monte Cecilia Trust saying that to a certain extent, you know, they have some sympathy for Kainga Ora because there's one worker for about, you know, 300 tenants, whereas they have one to 80 or something like that. So they can nip problems in the bud before they start. So why don't yeah, you yeah. why don't you give the billions and billions of dollars, not to moteliers around the country, but to housing trusts who know what to do? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think um, the other thing is uh, these motels were never built for people to be living no. in long term. No, you know, they're, built, um, they're built for someone to go and stay a couple of a couple of nights, and most of that time they're out doing touristy things or at conferences or, or whatever they're there for. Um, you know, when you get a, a family, a, a couple, and a couple of kids and a dog living in a room about the size of my master bedroom, yeah, I just don't think I don't think that's healthy for them. And the whole cumulative effect of it, um, you know, kids growing up um, surrounded. So on Fenton Street, you know, there's 24 um, motels. That's on one street that are being used for emergency housing, 24. Um, So the kids growing up in those places and around there and the people living there, they're absolutely affected by these other people. So, you know, there's some good people. Let's face it, some of these people... Could grow yeah. up to be really good people. Absolutely. But are they going to grow up to be good people in those in those circumstances? And I don't think so. They're going to grow up to be the next generation of a problem. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Trevor. Nice to hear from you. Uh, Trevor Newbrook, Restore Rotorua spokesperson.